Let's make sure we're recording. Bye bye ba da ba ba. We're recording. Beep 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 beep. I in other words, the Dale Jr. download starts now. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Uh, for another episode of the Dale Jr. download. With me as always is Mike Davis. I'm hurting. We are in South Korea still, but we are. this is our final day and we're coming home, so... Excited to come home. We got a lot to talk about. You ready, Mike? I'm ready. If you don't mind us podcasting a little bit hobbled. We went skiing yesterday. You did much better than I did. There will be videos of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid, but I got I to gotta take it like a man. Uh, you, you, my friend, are a step below Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, whatever. No, you are. You are. Let's be serious. I mean, you went down, can we just say, at the top of the show, the slope you went down? The diamond? The, the Double diamond. What do you call it? The du- Double diamond. I mean... Double black diamond. We what the down. heck? Well, I had to try it. I was impressed, man. I hadn't... I didn't I went. I went down, but I didn't go down the double black diamond. <laughs> I went down on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All that and more on this episode of the Dale Jr. Download. All right, Mike, so you were talking about your uh, awesome experience snow skiing. Yeah, you know what, though? This trip to me, I don't know how you feel, to me has been so awesome that even that did not make it bad. I mean, like, this trip has been phenomenal. We're ready to go home. We've been here, what, six or seven days, it Mm -hmm. feels like? I don't know. Um, But we're ready to go home. But, man, I had nothing bad to say about this whole experience. It's been a a once-in-a-lifetime. What do you think? Yeah, I've I've just really enjoyed it. I I keep uh I don't have any other th- any other way to explain it other than saying it's like a once in a lifetime trip. And I know that's so cliche, but we are in South Korea, and you just almost have to pinch yourself every day to to realize that that's true. Uh, that you're on the other side of the the globe. What we've seen this week, I, you know, it, you know, there's a lot of great events happening at the Olympics. We got to see the women win the gold in hockey. We um, Let's see, we went to the Big Air Snowboard Women's, which was awesome. Incredible. Short track speed skating. We got to see the Mass Start speed skating, which was uh, in the Olympics for the first time this year. That event itself is still sort of evolving, so it's fun to see a new event. Explain what that is. Well, Because you, you, you needed to explain it yeah. to me. Go ahead. So the short track speed skating is exactly that. It's kind of like Martinsville or Bristol, and there's only about four to five skaters. And they have a 500 meter, 1,000 meter, and 1,500 meter, and they're really quick, action-packed races. And there's a lot of gamesmanship and 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 pacing, and everybody sort of saves their energy for that last few laps. There's also a lot of pushing and shoving in the short track. Now, on the mass start, it's on a much, much bigger track. And there's anywhere from uh, 15 to 20 skaters in each race and they have uh they give points out during the race they do much like stage racing in nascar exactly so there's these sprint laps that happen throughout each event there's 16 lap races and there's like two or three sprint laps in there they'll ring a bell and that means there's a sprint lap and if you can finish in the top three in that lap you get points five points for the winner and three for second and one point for third and those go toward your total points at the end of the race that can advance you into the next round so it's not really where you finish at the end 
that impacts where who advances. It's trying to accumulate those sprint lap points. If you do finish in the top three at the end, you get a lot of points, and those top three are advancing no matter what. But those guys that got the sprint, you know, that won or finished well in the sprint laps are the guys that also advance. And, and rarely does anyone advance just on finishing position alone. If you don't get any sprint points, it's going to be hard for you to advance into the next round. It's really, really interesting. It's the first time it's been in the Olympics, and they're long races. There's a lot of, there's a lot of strategy involved. You know, it really reminded me of a NASCAR race because of the stage, you know, the stage points and so forth. Very fun. I'm a big fan of it. I'm uh, I'm gonna, you know, try to follow it throughout the next several years to try to stay on top of who is doing really well in that particular sport. So that if I get a chance to come back for the Winter Olympics uh, four years from now, maybe I can I can have a bigger role in in as an analyst in that particular event. It's uh it's a lot of fun to watch. On that note, though, you know. You're talking about following it. Something happened after that race that I thought was, I, I've sort of given you a hard time about it. The American that was in the finals. Yeah. You sent a tweet out, just, you know, hey, man, congratulations on this. Uh, and he tweeted you right back. And the next thing you know, I mean, it wasn't a half hour after this race ended, this gold medal race. Dale Jr. is buddies with this guy who was competing in it, Joey Mantia. Right. And I was I was sort of uh, giving you a hard time about it, but the fact of the matter is this happened a couple times uh, during the week. You have befriended some of these Olympians. There was a, uh, a guy that won the bronze medal in the... Pair in, skating. Yeah, t- team uh, pair figure skating. Obviously, you had known via Twitter Nick Cunningham on the bobsled team, but we got to know him and all this, also the other pilots on the bobsled team, and that was kind of cool. We kind of hung out with them a little bit. So talk about um, you know getting to know these athletes, and what do you take away? Oh, they're here, yeah, what is his name? How do you pronounce his last name? This is the figure skater that uh, you met up with. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, we're, Chris Kneerum. We're probably butchering it, but his name uh, is Chris. We know that. Yeah. He and his wife, Alexa, are um, they're pair skaters, and they won bronze this year at this Olympics, and it's, this, is, this is Chris's first Olympics. Chris actually owns an automotive business back home with a friend of his that they just started. Apparently, uh, Chris and his wife, Alexa, are very good. They're two times pairs national champions, two times silver medalists. Yeah. You know, and then and Nick Cunningham on the bobsled team, he does drive race cars, uh, you know, sparingly in his off time right. and any chance he can get. So I found that there was a lot of, I don't know, crossover and a lot of interest in our industry, in our world of auto racing from these Olympians themselves. And that was sort of refreshing to me because I think, you know, like you came, a lot of people ask us, you know, when you come over here to South Korea, you know, what's it like to people recognize you? Well, the fact is they did. And a lot of them, it was all in a respectful kind of way because a lot of them are really fascinated with our sport. Yeah, I enjoyed getting to meet some of the athletes. I didn't know whether we'd have the chance to actually speak to many of the athletes and knowing that they're here competing, um, how much, you know, how much time to socialize do they really have? Um, so we sort of stood on the sidelines and literally reached out and, and um, communicated with Chris uh, through social media, you know, in our Twitter DMs to set up an opportunity to meet him. We talked to Chris and, and hung out a little bit after the mass start speed skating. It's been, it's been a lot of fun and, and so much fun to support all the athletes and be here supporting and watching the U.S. compete. It's so different than you know, being at home watching on the TV or, or, or trying to follow from, from far away. 
All right, so fun to be here while it's happening and be in and around the Olympic Village and the, the huge... Uh, the huge facilities that house all these events, it sort of has a big footprint, you know, as far as uh, the bobsled tracks over here, you got the, you know, the big ski jump monstrosity that they built. The huge, ski, enormous, yeah. beautiful, uh, that Alpensia uh, Ski Center. I mean, yeah. it, it, that place, that thing is just, it sticks out. You can see it from miles away. And yeah. it's just, it's just a beautiful structure. You can't appreciate it until you really see it in yeah, person. It's 100%. Yep. One of the things that I want to always take away, I hope I never forget the feeling and the, the sound, is how the South Koreans, especially at speed skating, the South Korean people just go bananas when one of their, their own make a pass. And this isn't even for the lead, just... I, I have not heard a sound in a rumble and it just a, a, a just a, a, I just haven't heard that and, and it's, it's so loud how South Koreans just rise up and it made you cheer for the South Koreans too because it was just it was amazing. We also sensed that in the bobsled yesterday when the the Korean bobsled team comes like I think they were they the second to last to go and we knew the Germans were you know pretty much locked up but the the silver medal was still uh, out there to be won. And they just come roaring down this thing. South Koreans, man, love these sports. And they, they, they have been a fantastic host. They have been super friendly people. I have just gained such a big respect for this country, for the people of this country. Um, I've asked people that live here that, uh, that are from America, that, you know, is this how they are all the time? Or is this just because it's the Olympics and everyone's on their best behavior? And he said, no, this is how they are all the time. And so that's one of the big takeaways I want to I want to leave here with is just that that sense of pride and that sense of support and that that friendliness that the South Korean people have shown. What about you? Yeah, I've been uh, enjoying you know just how hospitable everybody's been from uh, South Korea to NBC to everybody that we've met. Uh, it's just been a great experience. Everybody's so happy to be here. Everybody's so excited about what's going on and what's taking place. And so it's been a great trip. Yeah, there's been so many things. I've had a lot of fun, sort of putting everything on social media and sharing with everybody on Instagram. Boy, have you ever? I yeah. mean, my gosh, I, I was trying to explain to my wife, you know, our day, and I said, you know what? Go watch Dale Jr.'s Instagram stories, and then call me back, and then I can answer any questions you might have. Yeah, um, you wore that Instagram out. In fact, you used through your data plan one day. It shut it down, did it not? Well, you only get a certain amount of uh, international data plans. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm putting so much videos and, and stuff in my story that I think I broke it a couple times. But I just was, it was it, a little bit of that's me missing home. A little bit of it's me wanting Amy and everybody, all my friends to see what's going on. I obviously want to share with everybody else. Everybody's like, everybody on Twitter is like, hey, what are y'all doing? Where y'all at? When are you going to be on TV? What's happening? You know, what what's going on with you? So trying to share as much as we could through, um, through the Insta story, I think sticking with one platform, you know, instead of trying to spread it across everything, I just put it in one place. Everybody knew where to go to get it, see what we were doing. We had a lot of fun sharing. Uh, we'll share, you know, we'll share like that the rest of the year. It's been fun. Yeah, we'll keep sharing. And by the way, we've had a video series that we've been putting out, uh, sort of documenting our trip. And I know that by the time this podcast comes out, it would have been yesterday was the third installment of that and we'll roll out a couple more videos of our day because we really wanted to just document everything and turn it into content and, and uh, allow you guys to kind of see what we saw and you know yesterday in the bobsled I mean like being up against that racetrack there's no there's no way to describe it and I don't even know that it fully is uh, you know encapsulated through our videos and through our cameras but still being right next to that ice 
when it comes by, that bobsled comes by, was a feeling I'd never ever could have imagined. So we've had fun documenting stuff. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. You can go to Dirty Mo Media's uh, social media channels. You've been retweeting it, Dale, on your channels. I have been doing the same thing. Uh, it's on the on Dale Jr.'s Facebook page. So you guys check that that stuff out. Uh, let's talk about food, Dale. Um, I am impressed. You went right into it. You drove into the deep end. You ordered eel for lunch one day. Um, I never got that bold, but we had a dinner where we didn't actually know. What was your strategy, and where did you pan out with this food stuff? The food was hit and miss for me. I mean, there's dishes that had a little bit of Western influence, and those were fine. The eel, actually, to me, had a lot of Western influence. I ate the eel several times. They had it downstairs in the hotel. Uh, we ate the buffet at the hotel a couple times for dinner, and it's, they had it there. So, um, And before you hate on that, I just want you to know this is the best hotel I've ever been in. Yeah. And uh, th- there is no Why shame. Why would they hate on that? There, I mean, because people that think that you're in Korea and you just stayed and you ate in a hotel in your hotel, yeah, no, no. Th- that's not how this one is, okay? You just can take our word for it. Yeah, this they isn't, got, it it's there's a restaurant downstairs. Yeah, this hotel, isn't going really next nice. door to the Golden Corral or anything. No, so I wouldn't have thought that, but... <laughs> People do. Okay. There was a couple restaurants that we went to that was pure authentic, and it was just too much for me. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't dive in there. You were pretty aggressive and, and really enjoyed that meal. I did, yeah. I myself, uh, I, yeah, I just, um, it, it was, uh, it was, I tried hard to, to eat as much of the, uh, the cuisine from, from South Korea as I could, and I, I think I got a good understanding of really what their cuisine's like. I think if you come this way, all this way, you gotta get, you gotta get in there and try it. I did not eat any octopus. I I've heard either. that. I've heard that, that is, uh, is is common here, and some people talked about having that for uh, for dinner for a meal, but we did not try that. I mean, they have a they uh, for anyone who's curious though. I mean, they pretty much have, you know, if you want a hot dog, fried chicken, or a cheeseburger, they have that. You don't have to go far to find it. But if you want raw fish and and real authentic Korean uh, cuisine they have that right next door so uh you can you can get as aggressive as you want i thought the food was good i didn't go uh all the way and you know get the octopus and stuff but the my strategy on that was don't ask questions like yeah. literally just you know eat what and, and go off of whether i thought it tasted good or not and that way i wouldn't go in with any preconceived notions like you know this is a the head of a fish yeah well if i can't recognize if i recognized that it was a head of a fish i didn't eat it So it's, it is Monday morning here, and we woke up this morning and, and watched the, or, or maybe we couldn't watch the race, but I know the race was still going on in Atlanta. Were you able to follow that along at all? I was not. I couldn't get any of my viewers. I have, you know, I was trying to log into um, some apps that would allow me to watch live TV that work all the time back home, but couldn't get any of them to, yeah. to work here. But We know Harvick won. Yeah, Harvick seemed to dominate, which he's been great there for the last several uh, trips. He's led a lot of laps over the last several races, but interestingly enough, I think a lot of people would have gotten this trivia question wrong. He only has that one win at Atlanta that he got back in 2001 when he replaced Dad uh, in the three car. Oh, I would have got that wrong. Right. See, I, I assumed as many races as he's led and much as he's done there that he would uh, that he had more wins as recently as the last five years. I just assumed that he had won there because he's dominated that racetrack. Whatever he has there, no one else has. It's either just his 
his style of driving, or he himself has something that he's discovered in the setup of the car that only they have, uh, air pressure or shocks or something uh, that stands out. And you know, But he he knows how to get around that place for sure. So it looks like Brad Kozlowski finished second, Boyer third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Truex fifth. Um, it looks like Joey Logano is now your points leader with Blaney in second, Denny Hamlin third, Harvick fourth, Clint Boyer fifth. One of the things that I thought was interesting, Jimmy Johnson is in 35th, uh, two races that I, I don't know what happened to Jimmy today, but I'm assuming it's, uh, there was an incident or uh, I doubt that he finished that far back just uh but i don't know do you have any thoughts to that i mean literally it's so hard to keep track over here in south korea there's i mean unless you have mike davis and you've got this nice laptop but i was talking about jimmy johnson's in 35th two well, races that went, kind of went south we've had that happen to us before you know I just, yeah i mean uh, honestly i don't take too much stock in the points uh at this point of the season two races in uh if one thing that you pay attention to really is that if we get five races in and there's not, and you know, Jimmy hasn't rebounded somewhat. There's that's some cause for some serious concern. That any driver that's down outside of the top 20, or even you know, even around 18th, from 18th on back or so, if they're still in that area after five races, they've got a good possibility of being one of the drivers that's battling for those final few spots in the playoffs, unless they're able to get a win at some point in the season to push them further up into the playoff situation and conversation. Jimmy could go out and run in the top three next week and, and cure this issue sure. right away. But if we get five races into the season and they still haven't really laid down a couple of decent finishes to, to stop the bleeding here, they'll have a tougher time you know, climbing their way through the ranks as all the drivers in front of them are still finishing well and improving their points. They're ma- it's making a steeper climb or steeper, it's a steeper hill to get up. That'd be the thing that I'd be concerned about. I wouldn't worry about it right now, and just kind of get get to the next racetrack. You got a you got the West Coast swing coming up. Jimmy's great at California, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm not too concerned about it. Two races in, it's definitely something you know that people are going to talk about because it's an un, unusual situation for Jimmy and any driver back there. But it's early. It's it is. easy to get out of that hole. Just mm-hmm. as easy as it was to get in it right now. I got in a hole yesterday. That's what I heard, man. We went skiing. Uh, this is something that I, I, me and Mike just recently learned how to do over the last couple of months. Um, I learned over the New Year's holiday, and I told Mike, I said, we're going to South Korea. I'm, I want to ski. He said, well, I need to learn how to ski, right? So you that, went, That's exactly what happened. You FaceTimed me over the holiday, uh, and you were so excited about skiing, and I'm like, hey, I've never done it, but uh, if we were really planning on going in South Korea, I would like to learn over here. And so I, di- I took a, like a one-hour lesson. It was a big group, and uh, it was some little ski resort in North Carolina and felt like I had done enough to get – uh, to, to get acclimated enough to get to South Korea. But then we didn't plan on skiing when we got over here. I mean, like, when we left South Korea, or, I'm sorry, when we left the States, we were like, yeah, we're not going to have time to ski. But then somehow, I don't even remember, how did we end up getting a, a plan, uh, get, getting a ski trip planned? I don't remember where that happened during our, during our trip this week. Really? So um, Jack, one of the producers, he actually produced the piece that me and Rutledge did for the Super Bowl where we were scajoring and broomballing. Jack uh, heard that we wanted to ski. He said, I'll take you skiing 
you know, so that's kind of how that came. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of, right. I mean, it was really in just conversation. Somebody said, hey, y'all want to ski? Yeah, we'll go skiing. We didn't think we was going to get a chance. So we went yesterday, and I had a blast. You had a good time, I but you time. crashed real hard at the end. I did. At yeah. the end, I crashed. And it wasn't the only crash, but I crashed hard at the end. Um, and, man, I was like, uh, that's it. I, like, I might have done some damage. Yeah. And uh, you, have an, uh, you have a knee that's had some surgical... Uh, because of our basketball league. Yeah, so you... Which is really kind of like all I focus on. It's not my like, place to say what's happened to your knee, so why don't you explain like what, what's going on? You took a hard foul at me. In the I DFB. wasn't even on the court. <laughs> That's right. I was sitting on the bench. Did you help me off the court? I don't remember. I don't Probably either. not. I probably did. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, but that was years ago. Like, it seems like not we talked really. about it. It was, it was like six or seven years ago. Really? Yeah. Six? Well, how the long DMBL's have, not been around that. How long has the DMBL been around? You're... Knee injury because it was, was a second year. It was probably, a second year of DMBL. Really, and we've had I think seven seasons. Yeah, you're right. I guess I mean it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago. It seems like maybe four years ago you 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 tore your ACL. Is that all? Yeah. Okay, so you tore your ACL. You you were out for a year and you came back. <laughs> That's not funny. I know. Well, no, like you were out. It's funny because it's like saying yeah, because our basketball like season is like while we while we're here. Like like I'm know. talking about a professional athlete here. <laughs> you were down for a season, right? Uh, then a, you made your comeback into the right, NBA. Right. It was a lot of rehab and a lot yeah. of, a lot of prayers. Uh, but uh, I made it back. But you've been in the DMBO playing aggressively and playing well <laughs> for the past couple of years. So anyway, I was a little, cons- you know, I was a little worried for you, but not really. You fell. You've maybe sprained your ACL. I something I don't know. But but let's just say this: I would have hoped this big old ski slope. And Dale and I were not skiing together. He went off and. We, we actually had people skiing with with us, uh, great people at NBC. And so you and uh, Matt from NBC yep. kind of went off your own way. I was with Jenny, um, who's a super person, and we were skiing on some other slopes because you have a little bit more experience than I have, and you certainly had better training. And so That's I, wasn't, all. I wasn't ready to go jump into uh, you know these big, steep hills. I was comfortable on a certain hill, so we were going our separate race. But just so happens that I take this fall in an exact place where your ski lift is going over, and you just happened to see me laying in the snow. Is that not right? I um I kept so we got separated, and I would go I, when I was on the lift. You were skiing down the mountain, and every time I was on the lift, I would see you fall in the same spot. <laughs> that spot. The very same. It was I mean, that was, spot. Yeah, I mean, literally within twenty yard, twenty feet of uh, yeah. the same position. You, I'm like. There, he's he's down there again, the same place. It's like, do you think and, he had learned? Well, the second, the last time you look, you got up real slow, and I was a little worried because I know about your knee, and I know how skiing. It's easy to get your knee twisted when you fall. I mean, it's you know the skis and everything's so cumbersome. So someone with an ACL restructured ACL, um, you know, would have to have you know be very very careful. So I was a little concerned for you, but you you got up eventually, and as I'm riding the lift by you. I see you make a couple turns. I'm like, okay, okay, maybe he's. he's if you hurt your knee, you'd be. Yeah, carry, I, you'd be like, carry me off. But I literally, I told Jenny, I, I, I'm not sure how it's gonna feel when I get up on these skis. I'm gonna get up on them. But it's just, it's so funny because I had every chance to avoid that one troublesome spot. Jenny even kept saying, you know, you don't have to ski down that one part. Yeah. You could go around. I'm like, right. nope, I got it. I yeah. got it this time. Boom! Crash! Crash! Boom! Boom! And I'm like. 
no, 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 I'm going to get this one next time. And she's yeah. just like, okay. Uh, and and finally, it was like, I, the, the last one, I was like, no, I'm done. This yeah. is done. This is stupid. Well, we'd been skiing for several hours, and just as soon as we quit, they turned off the chairlifts and closed it down for night skiing later, um, which I imagine would be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, right. When I learned to ski in Aspen, I got to ski on the blues, which is sort of m- middle ground, right? Yeah. And in South Korea, there's not really greens, blues, and... I think there is. Well, there's sort of a mix. Like when we were going down that one slope, there were some real steep parts, then some flat parts. There's a bit of a mix. They're kind of they okay. kind of mix the greens and blues are kind of mixed together. I just thought that was normal, but I don't think it really is. Okay, but good to know. That makes yeah. me actually feel a little better because it was a steep part that I kept yeah falling on. That's that there. There's a particularly a couple of steep parts. You know the. Intermediate slope. Okay. Uh, but I ended up going down a black and then a uh, double black right at the end. That's so impressive. I, I, I mean, I was literally proud for you because I, I had been no, doing. I saw how steep that hill is. Well, the thing is, if if I if somebody had said you want to go down that when we got there, no, no way. chance no. in hell. Right. But we skied for three hours. Everything went great. I only I only fall when I'm standing still. I don't fall when I'm skiing. I only <laughs> fall <laughs> waiting on the lift and doing. <laughs> really? Did you, that's. So <laughs> That's, I fell twice, and it was literally just standing still. Um, I wish that was the case for me. Yeah. So you get your you get your courage up, and it's probably good that the hill, you know, we quit when we did because I was probably going to be crashing trying that double black again. But it scares the hell out of you going down that double black diamond. Jeez. Oh, man, I guess. See, it's just straight down. It's crazy. I don't even know. I don't even – I didn't even really enjoy it. Like, woo, this is great. I'd rather go slow and just take my time and have fun. Is that what you did? You just try to. I mean, well, you, I, can't. I mean you can't go down slow, the can double you? black. It's so steep. You just got to bite the bullet and just turn the just skis go. down and haul butt. I don't know how to, you know, hop down there. How long did it take you to get down? It's like twenty seconds. I mean, like it, <laughs> it was, was that, so fast. It was yeah. that fast. Yeah. I, I, if I was a better skier, I could make it. La- I could make it. You know, I could. I definitely enjoy be able to enjoy it. But I just enjoy skiing for how you can take your own time. Take you know, just pace yourself and. People tell me, everybody that I've talked to about skiing says it's a great family activity, like with your kids and stuff, which I hope to find that out to be true one day. That was the worst part about my fall, by the way, is I was laying there in the snow, and she had to have been four years old, five maybe. This little Korean girl just goes whizzing by me. Yep. And I, Jenny caught the moment, I caught the moment, the humor in that moment, as, as you know, the dumb fat American <laughs> that is laying there face yeah. down in the snow, can't even get up on his skis, is sitting there going, my knees hurt, my knees hurt. And this little Korean girl, I mean, she was a tiny little thing. She goes by like Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah. Might even dusted up a little snow in my face. <laughs> but anyways, if I, I wasn't in pain, I would have laughed. But that was I had a, the same sort of... Revelation when I was in Aspen learning to ski and watching Jimmy Johnson's daughter ski. Um, she's she's really young, but such an expert, so smooth. And I'm like, wow, I just can't imagine. And now, you know, when I went to the slopes, there's so many kids like that out there. I mean, they're just, you know, three and a half foot tall whizzing by you. Yeah. And uh, it makes you want to learn, you know, it makes you want to try to figure it out. But I've enjoyed skiing. Certainly can't wait to go again, Mike. I hope that you go get your knee scoped and uh, MRI'd or whatever you want to do there and uh, get some confidence to go back again. Oh, I didn't lose confidence. I, I did, did not lose confidence I, I promise you that uh no we'll be good and uh we, i'm sure i'm going to feel it on this flight back but uh anyways let's do some ask junior questions you want sounds to? good yeah it's time for ask junior I got, I got a question. 
question. You have a question for me? Hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. All right, Ask Junior. First question from Kerry R. Did a lot of people recognize you in South Korea? Just a couple of the American uh, athletes and some of the, uh, obviously, uh, everybody from NBC. And it's a couple people in USA gear. Yeah. You know, people that have flown here. I was surprised at how many people, like fans, you know, just people, just normal citizens from every country flew here. Like Canada? There's yes. a lot of Canadian people yes. here all the way over in South Korea. How about the fans that we met in the Korean market that said that they go to every Well, there Olympics. you go. You're right. Yeah, we did go to the Korean food market, and there were some fans. We happened to be on this one aisle and ran into uh, about six or so. But th- but they travel together. They're all from different countries. There was a couple from Australia, yep. a couple from Canada, a couple from Americans. That meet at the And they the meet at the Olympics, and they stay. And they this was like their ninth Olympics. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yeah. There's people that are fans of just, you know, fans of the Olympics, and they're, they center their, you know, their travel around it and so forth and don't miss games. Uh, I can't imagine it. I mean, talking to, like we talked about Jack earlier, the producer for NBC, this is his 10th Olympics. It's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. I can't imagine yeah. doing 10 straight Olympics. Yeah. I mean, this was a great experience, but it's such an effort. Oh. behind it to get here and go you know the oh. pro- to travel and yeah credentials and you know checking in and getting everything you know getting everywhere you need to go just in town trying to get from event to event or place to place Such it's an ins- it's an extraordinary production it from is. every walk of this thing i mean it's like the ibc is a, the international broadcast center they build that nbc builds their three blocks of the ibc in the basement of their sports yeah. uh, headquarters in stanford connecticut and then they tear it down and ship it over in a boat and rebuild it in in the uh, structure where the IBC is located, that I mean, think about that. Yeah. Think of the engineering that has to go in on that. I mean, it's amazing. So I was blown away by that too. But the fans were great, and uh, you did get recognized a few times, uh, and that was cool. So uh, S. Parson says, "Who would you want on your bobsled team?" You know, I thought about that and been asked that question a couple times while I've been here. Um, Jimmy's one of the most athletic drivers and t- keeps himself in the best shape, and he's one of my great friends, and I'd love to. You know, we, we, we do a, we get, he, he gets me into uh, snowing, uh, snow skiing and cycling and so forth. So we'd probably end up in the bobsled as teammates. I think another uh, driver or past driver that's uh, probably in great shape that would be great for bobsledding and super focused on it if he, if he were to get involved is, is um, Carl Edwards. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. I mean sure. Carl, you know, worked out real hard and kept himself in shape and I think if he was to, you know, get involved he'd be super focused about it and be obsessive about winning. Um, so what would you have him driving? Would you want I mean, let's think about the foreman. You got the driver, you got the two pushers yeah. and then you got well, the I would brakes. wanna drive it, but Okay, let's say you drive it. Who do you want put like, let's think of the three best pushers. What and then the ter- well, I mean like what who who's like who who's really like I think Carl Edwards would be a great one. Yeah, Carl's in shape. Jimmy is in Jimmy's shape. Jimmy's in shape. All right. Who's our last big meat guy? These guys were huge. Think about it. I mean, we don't have a driver like that in a circuit. You're really putting me on the spot to, to come up with something that where there's nothing. I would take like a pit coach maybe. Well, I don't get a pit coach. You don't? Choice. I got to say another You got to say drivers? Who would you want on your bobsled team was the question. All right. Well, I don't know any pit coaches personally. All right. Well, do you, all right, all do right. you know a pit, pit uh, coach personally? Uh, yeah, I know a bunch. Who? Oh, there, there, there's so many I can't even think of their names. <laughs> 
Listen, I, I think the pit coach is the way to go. All right. So all right, I got a guy. Oh, who you got? Jeff Clark. All right, Jeff Clark. Jeff to, Clark. Now we're talking. All right, Jeff Clark used to be on my pit crew. Now um, we're talking. He was my jackman and gas at some point. Giant guy. We call him the Universal Soldier. He's just huge. He is. So he'd be perfect. That's a great idea there. All right, Simon Admincheck says, uh, the best two foods and the worst two foods you had in Korea. We sort of talked about this, but see what you can do. Uh, the best, the best, anything freaking fried. Boy, they fry a lot yeah. of stuff over here. Don't be fooled. Fry it, it and dip, dip it in some sweet sauce. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be the best stuff. We All right. Nope. Check that. The pancakes. <laughs> I knew it. The pancakes, ice cream, chocolate syrup combination yes. was, was the best thing I ate oh, here. But that yes. felt like McDonald's. You know, that felt like a caramel <laughs> sundae at McDonald's to me. That, I mean, it was amazing. Which yeah. I always loved those caramel sundaes when I was a kid. Uh, the worst thing, I'll say this. So... The worst thing about eating in South Korea is a lot of the places have metal chopsticks. Oh, you hated this. I didn't yeah. like that. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know why I can't get past that because we eat with a fork and a spoon and a knife that's metal. But for some yeah. reason, I didn't enjoy... I could. The metal chopsticks was kind of like fingers on a chalk, chalkboard for me. They, it was very hard to eat with well, the metal chopsticks. Well, it wasn't chopsticks. that it was hard to do. I thought it was. Well, no. I didn't like it because it was hard to do. I... I I like using chopsticks, and wooden ones are great. I just didn't like putting metal chopsticks in my mouth. It was like fingernails on a chalkboard, like, ugh, make your skin crawl. I didn't even think about that. Gross. I don't know why, but because a fork doesn't bother me. Yeah. 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 Kenneth Hudson, have you picked up, oh, what, did you have more to add to that? No, I'm just saying I'm weird. Oh. uh, Kenneth Hudson, have you picked up on the Korean language yet? If so, what have you learned? Not not a word. (laughs) Me neither. Have you? No. Um, No, I I mean, it wasn't for lack of trying. I didn't even try. Well, a couple times people were, you know, we we were talking to a couple people about how to say thank you or you're welcome or hello, Um, but it's such a challenge, so didn't do too well there. And the Koreans really go out of their way to make it easy on you. I mean, and I took advantage of that. That's probably wrong of me. If I was here longer, I would definitely make an of attempt. Of course. But, yeah. uh, it just should come it come naturally over time, I guess. John Burchett, Korean barbecue or Lexington barbecue? You know, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of either one of them. Oh, well, look at there. Well, Lexington, people, you know, I people you. assume because I'm North, from North Carolina that I'm going to like North Carolina barbecue the most. And I really don't. I think that mid, out, you know Kansas, Midwest, that's my stuff. I hear you. Korean barbecue that people have it's that not, it's not the same. It's not even it's not the barbecue, the Korean barbecue means it's more like the barbecue defined as grilling out or like yeah. the way you cook your food. It's not, you know, barbecue. Uh, we were doing barbecue we went to a Korean barbecue, which all that meant was that we were cooking beef and on pork a on a flame in a, that was kind of built into our table. That was the Korean barbecue. Yeah. I mean you cook the meat, it already comes to you sliced and you just throw it on there and it you know, in two minutes you got your eating. So you don't it's it's completely different and I, I mean it's good and the high quality food, high quality meat, right? Oh, I thought that was incredible. Yeah. I thought it was that was so I loved that whole experience. We had dinner with uh about, I would know, just like I would just have liked some flavor like options, like sauces or something. Yeah, but you, and you are that guy. You I love put A1 the on sauce. The, I mean, right. I'd put A1 on the best steak money could buy. Right. So I'm that guy. And, and the chef will be insulted till yeah. the end of the time, but that <laughs> that is the way Dale eats steak. He has to have sauces. I like sauces as well, um, and I get it. You know, if it's there, I definitely use it, but uh, in this case, it didn't really detract from the experience. Yeah. And also, I, th- I thought it was fabulous. 
we I mean we were grilling all kinds of stuff on that thing. Yeah. So and they had they had wooden chopsticks, which was great. They did. They did. They had the option for wooden chopsticks. Uh, last question, Pam PJ Johnson. How hard is it, honestly, spending so much time with Mike Davis? Uh, well, that's a question, huh? All right. Well, Pam PJ Johnson, you comedian. How hard was it to spend with me this this week? You know, this trip this trip was extraordinary. Um, but just like any trip, it's always better with company, good company. And Amy couldn't make the trip, uh, and I was trying to think of somebody that's that's um, been a big part of my life. Uh, that would that would really appreciate something like this, and and that was an easy answer uh, to bring Mike. So, I, you know, me and Mike are sort of on this new mission to make this transition from race car driver to broadcaster, and Mike's going to be a play a huge role in that. And I think that he needed to be here as much as it would be fun for him to experience it. So uh, I was lucky and uh, thankful that he could he could come and that his his schedule his personal schedule allowed it and we it was exactly what I anticipated it being you had fun I had fun we enjoyed a lot of things together uh, we you know we had a good time and we're lucky and thankful and ready to go home now <laughs> so take that PJ <laughs> yeah there you go no I listen it, this has been I, I'm truly grateful to be able to come on this trip. Um, and we did have a great time. I like also creating content and, yeah. and I, I looked at this as an opportunity to do that. We've done two podcasts. This will be our second podcast that we've done, um, on the road. We did the other one last week in the Atlanta airport. Uh, this one is from South Korea. So that was fun. We made videos, we documented you Insta storied. I mean, like that was fun for me, but also really becoming part of this NBC fabric was uh, yeah. a, a huge benefit for us both. That'll be a good thing to, uh, to that'll be a good thing for me personally to learn. If uh, everybody who's listening is to, did you enjoy the Instagram stories? Would you have rather found the content or had access to the content some other way? Uh, for me, doing the stories was simple, and I like to keep it all in one place so that everybody knew where to go. I didn't want to spread it across several platforms. So a little feedback there. Uh, in for the future, keep it going in the stories. Great with that. Or would you like me to switch it up or put it somewhere else? Where, where would you like to access that content as we go forward? If we if we end up at another sporting event, because there's so many things that NBC has their hands in, uh, we could be at other places before we start broadcasting uh, for NASCAR in July at Chicago. So let us know exactly how you liked uh, the content and that and where it was. And where do you consume it? I mean, yeah. like where people prefer to consume content. That is uh, something we're always trying to check yeah. out. For, for me, putting it in the story, Insta, Instagram story was real easy and convenient. But would you like it another way? Let us know. I want you guys to be able to see what we're up to. You ready for a big flight? I think we got a big flight coming up. We got actually a drive and then yeah. a big flight. This is funny. <laughs> this is funny. This morning, so so this, uh, this might make no sense at all, but this morning... Just before we record this podcast, it's probably uh, nine o'clock in the morning here, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get on the plane this afternoon or this you know later this afternoon around late evening around six o'clock yeah. on a Monday, yeah, and we're gonna land at nine o'clock on a Monday at home. That's right. Well, I'm getting a text from my sister this morning on Monday, and she's like, "When do you get home?" And I'm like, uh, "So," it, I said, "I get home at nine at nine o'clock." And she said, nine, 9 in the morning? I'm like, no, 9 p.m. tomorrow. So, But it's not tomorrow for me, right? Right. It's, it's today. So I'm telling her, I'm like, it's real confusing because she was super confused. And I'm like, today is Monday, and I'll be home later tonight, but it's actually Sunday where she's at. So Kelly knows that this is, uh, we're, we're, I mean, we've been 14 hours ahead the all week. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, and we've been communicating with her all week. Yeah. I don't know that we really wouldn't spell it out. I don't think that I'm throwing her under the bus here. No, yeah, I, I don't want to a, do that either. Yeah, it's, it's just, just an interesting conversation to have with some, with anybody coming back. You know, oh, sure. When are you coming home? Right. I'll be home tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my girls have loved every morning when I, which is my morning, their evening, yeah. or their, and when they're morning, yeah. my evening, they always love to go, okay, what time is it there? Or, or, oh, yeah. Are you going to bed? And I'm like, yeah, it's, we're going to bed. She goes, we're waking up. I and I'm like, it. well, you need to get back to bed because it's time to go to bed no we gotta go to school yeah they thought that was cool oh yeah i thought it was great it was like clockwork as soon as i would climb in the bed amy would text me that she's waking up i mean every night and vice versa when i'd get up in the morning she's going to bed so we had this great you know moment or time to communicate or facetime uh when both of us had you know both of us weren't busy yeah you know both of us weren't busy with the middle of the day so it's uh it's been it's been nice uh missed everybody back home mike you missed your family yeah Totally. Man, I'm, so. I'm ready to get back. I, so it's time. What's the yeah. first thing you're going to do when you get home? Aside from hug your hug your daughters and kiss your wife. Oh, I, I think I've got a list of uh, honeydews that are sitting oh. there waiting on me, by the way. What's the first I, like, thing so you're going to eat? First thing I'm going to eat? Um, you know, first thing I'm going to eat. That's, man, uh, I, this is going to be the what's, dumbest what answer. What tastes good right it's now? Like, yeah. uh, I'm pretty... I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go to Kannapolis and go to the Varsity. Uh, is it open in that late? I, again, I don't know. We're oh, you're saying when we is when yeah. we land? Well, well you, am I taking you home? No, I'm not. I think I'll get somebody to meet me at your house, pick me up. Is that what you want to do? Sure. Okay. Well, I can take you home. That's uh, way out of your way. So we could, we, yeah. But, but we, my point is, we could stop at uh, stop somewhere <laughs> to eat. <laughs> we can do that on the way to your house. Do you know that they fed us so much on that daggum airplane though? Like when I got here to Korea, coming here, I don't know what it'll be like going back, but I was. I felt like I gained ten pounds just on that flight. Yeah. I we and I because I kept eating everything they put in front of me. I'm gonna try to pack some not so healthy food in my bag at the airport in Seoul, Korea, and then uh, skip skip a couple of meals on the plane. They're not. I didn't really enjoy the airplane food that much. Well, you slept through some of the good ones. Yeah, and I don't know how. See, I stayed up all night before we went to get on the plane coming here. But yeah, what's the strategy? The strategy now is I have no clue how this flight's going to work out because right. I didn't stay up all night. But I like to eat junk on the airplane because I imagine that the airplane food is not much better for you. So I no, go ahead and eat the. I go ahead and that's a great opportunity to get them chips out and start eating. Didn't so it? do you still have a lot of the junk food? That you no, bought? I've got to restock at the airport. Hey, you uh, cleaned the IBC out yesterday. They're cookies. Uh, you got any left of those? No, I ate all the cookies. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had three before I went to bed last night and three for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, look, this has been the Dale Jr. Download. We appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us, rate us, review us, do all the things to us that you do. Uh, we appreciate Exalta for their support on uh, this show. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, man. Uh, Kenan Thompson, I know uh, you were the Grand Marshal for the race this weekend. Hopefully you'll come back to another event so I can see you. Uh, congratulations to Kevin Harvick and Brett Moffitt. Brett Moffitt won the truck race. Congratulations to Brett Moffitt right. won the truck race. And 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 and, uh, and Johnny Sauter, who was the driver that he called out? Bo Lamastus. Bo Lamastus, my new favorite. Is it Lamastus or Lamastus? No, not Lamastus. <laughs> Lamastus. <laughs> Bo Lamastis. Bo Lamastis sounds like a, a downhill skier. <laughs> a downhill skier? Yeah. Well, my name ain't Bo Lamastis then, because that is one <laughs> thing I'm not. All right, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you back home. Bye. Bye? Why do I say bye? <laughs> <laughs> it's a phone conversation. Bye, y'all. <laughs> see ya.